Hello, everyone, and welcome back to me, but not the death of death. Welcome back to everything else with Nick Stewart. Um, I just can't thank you guys enough for uh, waiting patiently for the return of the show. And uh, for those of you patron supporters who are still supporting me through this time, thanks again. Uh, It's a pleasure to be back with you guys. And I think you're going to like where the show goes from here. Uh, So I got a beer. I got cameras rolling. Got a new studio. It's Saturday night. Let's do this. Um, For anyone who cares, um, you know, for anyone who doesn't know, the show has been offline since uh, July or August. Um, Started a new job and we moved into a house and stuff. So just stuff going on um it was a busy time so there was just no way i could have been doing the show but uh now i'm back and this should be a regular thing i've i've been trying for months now to get back into it and i think now i'm finally uh finally ready to to do it so what i uh wanted to talk about today is uh the fact that the empire we live under is crumbling uh because i think that should be of interest to to everyone but, uh, you know, before that, um, just wanted to, again, thank everyone and, and just point out that uh, we got a new studio, a uh, black room with uh, big bookcases, and uh, this is exactly what I wanted the show to always look like, and now, now I've achieved that dream. So we're in a good spot. I hope you guys uh, enjoy where things go from here. Uh, so I've been, you know, obviously I talked about this a lot ad nauseum, uh, before the show's hiatus that, um, things are very clearly not okay. I think anyone, no matter what, uh, side, uh, politically or, uh, you know, religiously or, or anything you fall under, I think it's pretty obvious that things are not okay. And, uh, things everywhere around us seem to be, uh, crumbling, and uh, I, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. And uh, I've been reading a lot more uh, about the concept of empires falling and just the nature of history and how things tend to play out in kind of cycles. Um, so I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. But um, sorry, my script says uh, pause for a sip of beer and get some stuck in your mustache. So that's what I did. I do everything that's in the script. Uh, no, just kidding. I think everyone uh, who listens knows that this is unscripted, or at least has been for a while. <laughs> um, case in point, I just said, um, exactly like an unscripted person would. Um, so I, I think uh, everywhere you look, uh, nobody trusts the government. That's that's pretty obvious. Uh, election years are uh, this year that we have every four years where uh, half the people vote in their person and make the other half of the country miserable. And we just kind of keep doing it back and forth. (laughs) And, um, you know, so there might be half of the government you don't trust. There might be half that you love or you think should be in charge of things. But uh, no matter what the case is, you know, roughly nobody trusts big institutions. Nobody trusts the government entirely. Uh, Everyone has the sense that uh, we are kind of ants under a magnifying glass, at least for the last two years. And um, I think this realization is a healthy and inevitable thing 
that every empire, country, nation, whatever you want to call it, everything like that is going to go through this at some point or another. And I, I want to just bring attention. This is something I've literally wanted to talk on the show. I wanted to talk about this on the show since I went on hiatus. And it's just so funny to me. Uh, there were at least two examples that I remember off the top of my head, but it, it happens every couple of days. A music venue or something in that realm will post their new COVID uh, guidelines for, for coming to the venue. And the one that I remember specifically, because I commented on it and got into a, like a three-day argument with someone, was uh, the Glass House in Pomona commented that uh, I, I believe only vaccinated people were going to be able to go and you had to wear a mask and all this crazy stuff. Every single comment, at least for the first day that I was checking, I mean, it was just 20 to 1 uh, people saying like, well, I guess I'll just watch online. Like, I'm never going going here again. Like, screw you guys, you know. And uh, and it's funny that I got into such a confrontation because my only comment was, uh, hey, you know, Glasshouse, this post is not going super well for you. <laughs> and, and, and that was, uh, you know, that simple observation was enough to really peeve people off at me and, and uh, get into a whole thing. But um, that is a better indicator of like where we're going as a country to me than like what Fox News or CNN is going to tell you at six o'clock every night. You know, to me, uh, YouTube comments are where uh, society really lives, you know, and, and um, comments on things like that. Um, you know, I, I, how have uh, we left Afghanistan during the uh, hiatus <laughs> from the show? Like the greatest thing to happen in the last like 10 years, and I missed it. Because uh, I was on hiatus, so I've really wanted to talk about that, um, and there's a lot to say about that. But uh, one thing that's just should be obvious is just how revealing uh, that whole ordeal was. Uh, what great lengths the news went to to vilify Joe Biden for pulling our troops out of Afghanistan, like something we all would have been proud of and and glad about, you know. 20 years ago uh, is now the worst thing that a president's ever done. Uh, it's just amazing how he was just this darling to the to the whole country until he did that. Um, and that should tell you a little something about where the interests of the media lie. But what's way more interesting to me is the fact that everyone kind of saw through it. Like, I, you know, some people took a lot of the story seriously and, and, you know, took like, it's like uh, Michael Malice says that uh, the news can say things that are factual, even if they're not true. And so it's like, yes, it's a fact that the Taliban took over as soon as we left Afghanistan. Uh, but is that the true? Like, are you presenting that in a true way? Uh, is it the, the fact that we pulled out and uh, this evil Taliban moved in immediately and took over everything we did for the last 20 years? Or is the truth that that's exactly what was always going to happen. There was no way, you know, from, from my understanding of it, the Taliban is what the people support because that's their, their, you know, brothers and, and nephews and uncles that fight in the Taliban. Um, you know, the, the army that we created, uh, you know, are, uh, well, you know, they've got a problem with the pedophilia 
and uh, you know, killing civilians and stuff. So it's like the army we created in Afghanistan is maybe not the the best thing and not what the the citizens would really prefer. And as evil as the Taliban is, and I believe that, uh, as evil as they are, maybe that's not the worst possible case scenario. And maybe that's really what the people would prefer over an invading country like America or the army we created over there, um, whatever. But, uh, you know, just just that wasn't even the point of what I was trying to say. But uh, the idea that, you know, Joe Biden would be vilified for this is just very revealing. And, um, you know, the number one thing that I heard about Trump when he left office was like, well, at least he didn't get us into any more wars. Like that was the compliment that people gave Donald Trump. And it's like, so I think America in general doesn't want to be in these wars. I think (laughs) that we would all like it if we left the wars. And yet, if you look at the news, leaving a war is one of the worst things we've ever done. And, you know, we hurt people by leaving a war. Like, imagine that. Like, we hurt people by not invading their country anymore. That's weird, right? Like, so there's just so many revealing things like that going on. And I think, um, you know, the, the, well, uh, see, I want to post this a lot of places like Facebook. So I'm going to be very cautious about how I say this. Uh, the needle. I think everyone could be on the same page if I said the needle. Uh, <laughs> the fact that this is being forced on employees and, and all these people like, you know, you know, if you want to go to a concert, you got to have this thing. Uh, all the different ways it's being forced. It's very clearly not what the majority of people want because the majority of people have not gotten it. And that speaks a lot louder than anything the news is going to tell you about it, you know? So I, I, you know, and then you also have to take into account out of the minority of people who have gotten it, how many were forced? Because it's like pretty much, yeah, probably half the people I know who got it were forced by their employers. So that's you know, that's something to think about. So like, do the majority of people buy into the idea that this is the worst thing that's ever happened to mankind and we have a free cure and all you have to do is sign up to take it. And we still can't get the majority of people to do that. Um, so we just live in an interesting time where you can't really hide anything with the internet. You can't really pretend that things are, you know, 20 years ago, you could pretend that things were the way Fox News told you they were or the way that CNN told you. Um, and it's just not that way anymore. So I think it's a lot more obvious uh, how little people uh, trust institutions now. And uh, so I'm reading this book that is amazing. And, um, you know, take it with a grain of salt, just like anything else you would read. Uh, but it's called The Fourth Turning. And it's basically these two historians analyzed a, a lot of history, you know, going back to ancient history all the way to, you know, very recent um, history. It was written in the 90s, but it uh, predicted a lot of things very, very well. And uh, it's called The Fourth Turning. And it's basically this concept that there's four turnings that every life cycle is going to go through. Um, every civilization is going to kind of go through and uh the fourth one is the crisis period 
and then it turns over into a new you know new paradigm shift and and so the last fourth turning was uh world war ii the one before that was the civil war and then the revolution that's just american history but every society has these four turnings that they go through and and without belaboring uh you know what they are and and how they work and everything because i don't even really fully understand that yet um Suffice it to say that roughly 2008 to 2028 is the fourth turning of our civilization. And so, um, you know, it's about 20 years. It's not a hard 20 years, but um, it's generally about a 20-year cycle, maybe 25. And uh, so sometime between now and like 2030, there's going to be this massive paradigm shift that, uh, you know, that that brings us into the first turning of the the whole next uh, cycle. And uh, how these turnings usually work, the crisis period is usually when everyone bands together against a threat and defeats it. And so in World War II, it was the Nazis and the Axis powers and, um, you know, and, and you can look at every crisis period and you can point to a villain, you can say the people got together and they defeated that villain. And so what I'm wondering about now is like, who would you point to as the villain of of this crisis period that we're living in i'll give you a minute uh you know i'm sure a lot of people would say the unvaccinated i think a lot of people would maybe say china you know like who knows but i'm gonna put my money on the federal government i'm gonna put my money on that's the thing that most people don't trust that's the thing that on any given at any given time, half the people don't like because their team member isn't in charge of it anymore. Uh, and, you know, that is the thing that is wreaking the most havoc on our society today. So uh, I'm going to I'm going to bet money that <laughs> the federal government becomes that that villain that we all band together to defeat in the next, you know, eight to ten years. Um, and, uh, I, I think 2008 is obviously when this crisis period started because that's when the, the, um, recession happened. And I think that was a clear moment in history in like recent history that I remember where people stopped loving their country and started, uh, questioning everything, questioning the banks, questioning the fed, questioning, you know, the military. I mean, like, uh, 2008, we elected uh, a person who claimed they were going to end the wars. So, uh, you know, what message does that send? Like, well, people wanted someone who wasn't going to, you know, overextend us militarily, you know? So, uh, you know, and, and then from 2008 to roughly 2028, that's the, supposed to be the length of this uh, supposed uh, crisis period. And so that's when it's supposed to end. So, you know, it's it certainly seems like we're in a crisis period doesn't it like we live in a different country now than we did in 2019 or even february 2020 um you know people people talk about february 2020 you know and it's hard to believe that it was almost two years ago already but people talk about that time the way that we talk about august of 2001 you know what was different about august of 2001 uh well the trade centers were standing and uh we weren't afraid of terrorists and we weren't at war yet and um i mean we were doing acts of war but we weren't in an active war yet uh and and so you know people look back at august 2001 and look at a video of people you know out in public and just look at them and think like you have no idea how much your world is about to change and uh we we look back on like real estate in 2007 
the same way like oh you guys have no idea what's coming and, and we look back on concerts in february 2020 and just think like man take it from the future you guys have no idea what's about to hit you and uh, i think that's that's enough of a uh, of a gauge to say like we live in a different like history has changed we we are in a different paradigm than we were prior to uh march of 2020 and um you know, uh, Jeff Deist said this, and a lot of people have been repeating it because it's a really good point. Um, the first day of the American Revolution or the first day of the French Revolution or whatever, so take take some big event. Nobody looked at that day and said, you know what? Hey, Sabbath. I have a guest on the show. This is Sabbath the cat. Uh, nobody looked at the first day of the French Revolution and said like, hey, the French Revolution started today. Hey, buzz off. Uh, nobody, nobody said the French Revolution started today. Nobody said the American Revolution started today. Like we look back on that time and we say that's when something started and it played out for this many years or whatever. And I think it's obvious uh, what Jeff Deist's point was. Uh, I think it's obvious that in March of 2020 something started, and we don't have a frame of reference yet to call it a revolution or to call it a change or a you know a crisis or whatever but it's very obvious something has begun and we're still playing it out now and for the foreseeable future we will be playing it out and i think maybe in 20 years we'll be able to look back at this and say like oh yeah that's that's how it started where you know the federal government was overturned or whatever and and we all we went back to being 50 countries or whatever is going to happen you know i'm not saying it's going to be a good change but uh something is going to change drastically uh because no empire has ever survived what we've done to ourselves on an economic level on a military level on a government level nothing has ever survived what we've done and so uh, we are we're definitely headed for something, uh, and it's some kind of collapse of the empire. I don't know if that means we'll be non-existent. Uh, I certainly hope not, uh, and I think there's reason for that hope. But I think it's obvious that that something is coming. I think in 10 years, everything's going to be different, and we'll look back at this time as like, man, that sucked, and, uh, you know, things are pretty good now. You know, let's let's hope. <laughs> Um, you know, I mean, uh, when, when, uh, Biden came out and talked about what he wanted businesses to do, I think that's uh, clear enough, uh, businesses of a hundred or more get me, uh, you get it. Um, <laughs> when he came out and said that, uh, how many governors, my governor here in Oklahoma included came out and said, uh, yeah, we're not doing that. You know, like, uh, does that alarm anybody that there are governors, like multiple governors standing up to the president and saying, we're not going to go along with this thing that you're saying? Like, does that sound like the start of a civil war to you? Because that's kind of what it sounds like to me, um, you know, and like I, I've said it many times on the show. I don't think a civil war is what we want. I, I have a lot of conservative friends who think that's what they want. And uh, it is not, uh, you know, 620,000 people died in the last civil war and, and way more than that would die today if it happened again. So it's not what you want, but that's certainly how it starts. Uh, five, 10, I don't even know how many, <laughs> you know, South Dakota, Florida, Oklahoma, all those guys uh, and gals uh, said, eh, well, we're not doing it. And that's, that's exactly how these types of, you know, that's the exact kind of benign, 
you know, thing that starts a civil war. Um, so, you know, whatever the case may be, um, even if the fourth turning is just a, a load of garbage, because, eh, you know, I haven't lived it yet, so I, I can't really say for sure this is what it's going to be. Like, you know, they're coming at history from a very cyclical uh, point of view. And, and as a Christian, my view of time is a little more linear, although I think there are cycles that go linearly, if that makes sense. I think it's a little bit of both. But, um, you know, it, it's entirely possible that we're living through something that's never happened before and may never happen again. Uh, you know, it's entirely possible that that uh, societies and empires have had this sort of thing happen before and and that, you know, it's it's coming from a very rehearsed uh, place in history, history, you know, uh, but but whatever the case may be, it's not going to stay this way. Like whatever this is that we're doing, like half pandemic, half not you know, weird, <laughs> weird thing. Uh, it's not going to be staying this way. Um, I, I think it's clear, as I said, you know, before from Instagram comments and uh, the fact that uh, the uh, free cure to the worst thing to ever happen to humanity, uh, nobody wants, uh, you know, I think that's, that's clear enough that uh, we are not headed in the direction that uh, the federal government and the media wants us to go. And so that's, you know, that's something that's, that's, that's how paradigms are shifted. Um, so what I really want to talk about, I shouldn't say that I really wanted to talk about everything I just talked about for 20 minutes. Uh, but the, the bow I wanted to tie on this is that, uh, a lot of, you know, I'm a post-millennialist. What does that mean? Um, it means too much to really like put it into words here, but, uh, there's a few different, views of the future in Christianity, and I hold the most historical view uh, of the future that's that's been held by the church for, you know, 2,000 years, and that is that um, the kingdom of God has come and that things are progressing uh, in a positive way, that, uh, you know, the, the, the world is being uh, progressively Christianized uh, as we go on, and I think if you just look at the rates of uh, how many Christians are in the world— that's clearly been on the upswing ever since the church was founded and it, it, it will continue to be that way. But that doesn't mean that bad things don't happen. So when I talk about post-millennialism, I kind of sound like a different person than when I'm talking about politics because I, I, I come across pretty pessimistic about uh, political things. And, you know, I mean, I, I'm talking about the empire falling on, on today's episode. So, I mean, it's pretty obvious that I have a somewhat pessimistic view of the, the immediate future. But I've also said on the show before, I don't think America falling would necessarily be the worst thing to ever happen to the world. I think it'd be the worst thing to happen to the American government. It'd be the worst thing to happen to, uh, you know, some uh, Americans who are swept up in the wrong thing and, and are, are harmed by it. But uh, for America, you know, as a whole, for, for the world, I, I don't think that is the worst thing. I, I think even on a military level, uh, America ceasing to exist would improve the circumstances abroad uh, so much. Uh, you know, you think Yemen might uh, improve a little bit <laughs> for us for us being uh, taken out of the picture? You think Iraq might be a little better off without, without America existing? Like, probably, right? Um, you know, so it doesn't mean I want it to happen, but, uh, you know, if, if we look at what we're going through right now is the end of the empire, which from a historical, economic, logical point of view, cultural point of view, uh, that definitely seems like what we're living through. 
um, you know, you, you look at uh, that as a whole, you look at that from, from a bird's eye view, and, and uh, if that's really what's happening, is it the worst thing? No, probably not. Uh, not for everyone. I mean, it definitely will be for some people. Everything is the worst thing for someone. But, um, you know, it, it doesn't mean that the, the whole world isn't getting a little bit better, uh, you know, a little bit at a time. And so, you know, I wanted to talk about whether or not this this view of the empire kind of uh, defies my post-millennial beliefs. And it doesn't. I think it it's right in line with them. I think, uh, you know, Jesus said that uh, he will remain at the father's right hand until every enemy is conquered and made a footstool for him. And uh, I don't think I'm being brave by saying that the American government is an enemy of Christ. Uh, you know, they shut down churches. They fund abortion. They fund wars. I, I think it's pretty clear that <laughs> they've got a pretty anti-Christian agenda, um, anti-Christ agenda. So, um, and I don't want to sound like a dispensationalist there. I'm not talking about the antichrist that uh, a lot of left behind folks like to talk about. I don't. I don't think that's happening. But uh, I, I think it's by definition an antichrist uh, agenda that our our government has. So, uh, you know that it's either going to change or it's going to be overthrown. There, there's really no two ways about it. Any, any, you know, uh, organization or government or empire or whatever that is opposed to Christ in that way is going to fall or be changed. And so I, I think, you know, we, we very well could be on the cusp of one of those two things in the next 10 years. Um, you know, I mean, if for no other reason, to, uh, is there any reason to be optimistic? I mean, do you guys know what happened? Colin Powell is dead. I mean, is that not the greatest thing? I mean, let's drink to that. If you've got a drink at home, lift it up. Colin Powell's dead. Uh, you know, he lied us into a war and, and is responsible for maybe a million people dying. So uh, I think that's a reason to drink. I think that's a reason to be uh, happy. Um, I'm obviously kidding a little bit. It's always a tragedy when anyone dies, but you know, I don't think people really miss Hitler all that much. I think I think it's totally okay to make fun of Hitler. So um, I did have some really good zingers, uh, some memes about uh, Colin Powell that <laughs> I don't think a uh, few people appreciated. But uh, I, you know, I got to chuckle. And if you can't chuckle in this world, if you can't laugh at the fall of the empire, then uh, you're living in the wrong fall of the empire, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> So ultimately, I'd just like to wrap up with uh, saying that, uh, you know, we can have hope uh, because we don't know what's going to happen. You know, if there's anything to this fourth turning, you know, Yahoo nonsense I'm reading about, then something's going to change. But that doesn't mean it's bad and that doesn't mean it's going to be the worst thing ever for us. And it doesn't mean, you know, the whole country is going to fall apart, whatever. I kind of like to think that we'll be like Rome someday where... You know, we're not the number one power in the world anymore, but we still exist. We, you know, we're still making it all right. Wouldn't it be great to, wouldn't it be great to live in the America that's not the world's superpower anymore? Imagine that. Um, so yeah, God is sovereign and uh, a criminal antichrist empire collapsing is not the worst thing that's ever happened to us. Guys, I'm so excited to be back talking to you, talking at you, talking aggressively at you. Uh, to the three of you that listen still, 
Uh, I'm I'm super stoked, and I'm talking to some really cool people um, about interviews and and getting on the show. It is going to be a much different show. Uh, you know, obviously, if today is any example, it's it's a very similar show where I I talk about uh, you know. Colin Powell being dead and I drink beer and I I talk about the empire falling. That's very similar, but I'm, uh, you know, going to be interviewing some cool people, uh, doing a lot more like, uh, you know, just getting to know people instead of like things that, that, you know, we want to talk about. Like a a lot of the time I'll have a topic when I have someone on and it's going to be less of that and more just getting to know people. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be talking about music and politics and theology still and uh, tornadoes maybe and, <laughs> and just anything that I'm interested in that I think you should be interested in. That's what we're going to talk about on everything else with Nick Stewart. And since I said the name of the show, I think that's a pretty good exit uh, for now. So I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you very much for listening to my first episode back. I love and appreciate you all. Have a great day or night in your local region. Goodbye.